Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LO Ministries. And today we're talking about blind spots. Blind spots in the car when you can't see the car behind you? Not that kind of blind spot. Character. Character blind spots. How we could have blind spots with God, maybe, Uh where we... We aren't seeing him as he truly is, or we're not seeing other people. And then we want to weave into it, don't we? How do we speak the truth to each other about mm. some of these blind spots? And do we let people speak the truth? And when do we have the right to speak the truth? Right. And when do we not have the right to speak Indeed. the truth? Because this isn't an opinion party, is it? We can't no. just blast our opinions out all over the place. Well, maybe we should start off with some examples of what blind spots are, because um, I I think that it's un- it would be very unusual for us to walk around knowingly with a blind spot. Well, I think that's the... Right, the, the definition. <laughs> the basic definition is that you can't see it. So you right? don't know you've got it. So you don't know you've got it. So have we got ways that we behave that we don't even realise other people see and are a bit like, mm. oh, Well, it's a, bit more, it's, a, it's a bit mortifying, the thought of that, isn't it, that... That there's something that we do. I know, yeah. Something that we do that everybody else can see, but we can't see. And then probably, knowing human nature, everybody else even maybe talks about it. (gasps) Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Isn't Um, that horrible? I think, honestly, this is is so hard. Do I behave in a certain way and everybody else? I'm sure they wouldn't talk about it, but everybody else just, it's the elephant in the room. They're just aware of it, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so what could it be? It could be things like... We could have bitterness that is maybe oozing out. Right. We just, you know, we, are, you know, you're with somebody. We've all been with these kind of people. Hopefully we're not these kind of people as ourselves, but maybe we even are. Where, you know, just before, have I mentioned this person? And you know, let me just tell you about this or let me just drop this hurt in that they did. And bitterness oozes out, doesn't it? It comes, it seeps out of our pores, whether we like it or not. So it could, we could have a blind spot to bitterness. Yep. Um, another example might be just being insensitive of our behaviour around others. So we might be very brash and very in your face and obnoxious. Obnoxious. But other people who who um ironically, I'm gonna use this, people who contradict to speak over the top of other people or just keep on well, talking and don't stop. I've never met anyone like that. <laughs> How bizarre. Um pride. What about if pride can be a blind spot, can't it? I can go around with a kind of I know. I know everything kind of thing. Or it's all about me or, you know, that's the sort of thing that's just, you know, that other people see, oh, so-and-so's like that. It's always about them. Oh, dear, 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 dear. It's horrible, isn't it, to think that we could have these things going on. So how, what do we, what are we going to do? How are we going to, how are we going to see blind spots if we don't know that we're blind? Yeah, and I... Well, I would have thought the the start point of this is recognizing that we need we need help to identify them, yeah. Because ultimately, they are affecting our life, and not just our life, but our relationships with other people too, and with God, and with God, and our destiny, and our sort of our our life in general. Yeah. Well, if we've got if we are operating in these ways, and they're quite restrictive, aren't they? And maybe we're operating in ways that are coming from a deeper hurt inside so you know if you think of something like rejection maybe um if we've been a very very rejected person now we're operating out of our rejection and maybe that's a blind spot we don't see that we don't see that we're really prickly and 
you know, we're, we're, we, that's our way of defending ourselves and this hurting place inside. But actually we're, we're causing ourselves more rejection because people don't want to be around us because we're so prickly. Right. Or the other extreme, we because of our rejection, we're hiding in the corner and and we don't realise that we're missing out again on life because we're hiding. We're just we're just locked. I think that's how blind spots can operate, can't they? We can be just locked in our own survival. Yeah. So this is where I think when it comes to blind spots, we need each other. Yeah. Right? Because we can't see them. And the Lord might well be trying to show us these things as we pray and as we have our times with him but because they're so entrenched in us that we can't really see them so we we need each other we need to in a sense really as challenging as this is and we'll talk about just how challenging this is but we need to kind of make ourselves accountable to each other to some trusted people not just anybody but to some people that we allow to speak into our life and show us help help us to see these things yeah, because we can have all sorts of things, can't we? Like we can have filters, we can have prejudices, we can have things that maybe we have just grown up behaving in a certain way that we nobody ever taught us. Nobody taught us that you don't go into a room and just start talking and it's all about you. And maybe there are places of real lack and um, gaps on the inside because we we weren't taught. And yeah. so we're all we've all got, we've got to understand that we're all growing. Yeah. And we, you know, it is a bit horrible to think that we have blind spots that maybe other people see even today, but that's okay. It's okay to recognize that because God's going to help us grow and move on. The, the danger is if we just think, well, I don't care. I am the way I am and this is who I am. And right. we put ourselves in a box. We want to grow. We want to move forward. We want to be people who keep becoming more and more the, the tree planted in him and bearing fruit and growing and changing and, and developing into the person he made us to be. I mean, even the Bible talks about how we don't see things clearly, doesn't it? And there's a, there's a great verse in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12, it says, now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete but then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. I love that because I love the fact that there's these two realities. The one is God knows me completely now. Everything about me knows all my blind spots, knows all my faults. But also the fact that I'm really staggering through this imperfectly puzzled mm. by what's going on. I can't see things clearly. So I need I need. First of all, I need the Lord's help, but then I also need other people's help. So how can other people help me? That's the, mm. how can I let them help me? And just picking up on what you just said, we need the Lord's help. Well, could we just have the Lord's help? Because well, that'd be much easier. I, I would like that. Yeah. I would like Jesus to be the one who helps me because he's going to, I trust he's going to be kind and he's going to just really nicely and tenderly tell me yep. all my weaknesses. Although that doesn't actually match the Jesus that was in the Bible. Well, <laughs> I mean, he, he was kind and tender, don't get me wrong, but he was a straight shooter. Um, people were offended all was, over the place. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be. I would just be nicely <laughs> safe in his arms and he would just really sweetly say he, to me, Oh, Kath. You haven't got any blind you spots. You have this little, little <laughs> tiny, tiny fault. <laughs> That's why he's asking me to help you. No, but that is the truth. I'm being, I mean, I'm joking about it, but actually... We, we do, we would like it if it was just Jesus. Right. 
because Jesus is perfect. And the problem with account being accountable to other people is that they're not perfect. Because I'm happy if people speak to me and I agree with them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's no problem. Yes. I like if they you. tell us our if they if our blind spot is about our giftings and these talents that we didn't realise we had, and then people say, Oh, did you Andy, how did you realise you've got this gifting? I yeah, I'm 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 with you, Andy. Or People if they just nice agree things. with my delusion that I haven't got any blind spots, then I, I'm happy yeah. with that as well. Or even if they just if they just tell us about things that we already know about yeah. and they do it really, really nicely. Always kind. Well, that would be all right. But the truth is, is that we do need people to speak into our lives. We need people to help us see the wood from the trees. And and the, the truth of making ourselves accountable is that can be a challenge if we've suffered from a lot of criticism and judgment in our lives, because that can feel really, really scary to now think that anybody else other than this ideal picture that we have of Jesus can speak into me. And, and, and our expectation is that that's going to be crushing and critical and it's going to be condemning and cruel because maybe that's what we've experienced. Well, that's the reality of the power of the words, isn't it? Mm. That in our life, when we have things that are spoken to us, even if those things had truth to them, if they were said in a way that was very brutal, then then that does have a big impact on us as a person can crush. Like you say, crushed is a good word, that isn't it? Crushed. We feel, we feel squashed and then we're hurt and then we self-protect and then we don't want that to happen again, obviously. Mm. So we become very defensive about letting people speak into our life. And, and the truth is, in the world we live in today, that's easy because we're, we're told that we, we're our own authority. We're, nobody should be able to speak anything to us because we determine our own, who, who we are ourselves, and nobody really has a voice. But that isn't the way that God set this up for us. He put us, I mean, beautifully, actually, but he put us in family, you know, the family of God, where we are supposed to love and encourage and challenge each other but always in a loving way and mm. that's where we fall down i think even as christians we're not brilliant i don't think at, at confronting in love like that truth and grace it can spill out sometimes can't it i mean the the honest way that it happens yeah. sometimes is we speak truth in that moment of utter frustration right. or anger or and it just spills out or having a fight or having a row you know with whoever and it just spills out and out comes a truth and it doesn't come out anything like you actually wanted it to, but it comes out with a dagger really. Yeah. So, so we've got to avoid daggers. We've got to avoid the stabbing. Can't use truth as a dagger or a stab. God, can't, God, there's no way that God's asking us to do that. But so how do we, number one, let's have a little plan of what okay. we're going to talk about. Number one, how do we, how do we, who should we make ourselves accountable to? Okay, are you giving number two a week and answer number one first? Let's do number one. Let's do number one. <laughs> I'm just intrigued at what number two is. Well, I haven't thought of number no. two. <laughs> uh, what, was it? what was number one again? I've forgotten. Who? Who should we make ourselves accountable okay, to? Okay, so clearly not everybody. No, no, because then you would be open to opinion party and you're going to get hurt. Yeah. So, we, I mean, if it's a struggle for us, if, if it is a challenge for us to let people speak because of maybe some of the difficulties we've had before, or maybe because we're just full of pride and we don't want to hear it, well, then we can deal with that before, mm-hmm. before God, couldn't we, and say, well, help me with my pride. But 
we, we should be asking the Lord, Lord, are there people that are safe for me to go to? Well, they're not going to be perfect. That's that's a risk, isn't it? Because they're not going yeah. to, we can't find perfect people. No, unfortunately not. So, But there are safe people. And there yeah. is a reality that there are safe people who love the Lord, who you can make yourself vulnerable to. And and in, in ultimately we're trusting God to trust them. Yeah. But we can, they are safe people who we know love Jesus. And that can start with small steps, can't it? It doesn't yeah. have to be a giant leap mm-hmm. into here's the, you know, please speak anything into my life and mm-hmm. here's the absolute core of who I am. It could start with just maybe people in your small group at church mm-hmm. or uh, or some close friends that you go for coffee mm-hmm. with that gradually you sort of share hearts a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And if- maybe there is that moment where you could say, look, actually, I, I, I want to I want to kind of almost give you guys permission to speak into my life if there are things that you see to help me. Or you could ask them, couldn't you? You know, if you do, you get those whisperings in your head or you're like this, you're like this, you know, you get something that's just bombarding in your head. You know, you're, I'm not very good at this. I'm not very good at this or something that's just niggling away. Well, what a precious thing to be able to say that to somebody who's safe and that you've put your trust in to say, look, I've got this going on in my head that I'm, I'm a grumpy person, or that I'm I I'm a, I'm somebody who's struggle who's always in self pity. I'm getting this voice in my head, and we just have that moment of vulnerability and and raw trust where we say to the person, "Is this truth? Is this a weakness in my life? Am I like this? Is this what I'm like?" I mean, you know, it's something that's just bombarding me. I want you to speak to me honestly. Is this something that I'm, I do? Do I go around just always making everything about me? Can you help me? Yeah, and I think that takes real guts to do that. Oh, it's huge, yeah. It takes real guts to do it. But, but as you were saying it, I was thinking, boy, but it really takes guts to answer that honestly. Yeah. Don't yeah. you think? Like as Christians, someone said to me, oh, you know, do you think I'm grumpy? Probably my initial Christian response would be, no, of course you're not grumpy. You're lovely. You know, whatever the, whatever. The, Even though in your head you think. Yeah. Well, in your head you're probably thinking, well, yeah, actually, you are a bit grumpy sometimes. But but I think sometimes we're not great at being honest about that. Mm-hmm. So the challenge works both ways, isn't it? Well, I think there's a challenge because we could say we we could be crafty in this. So you could hear this message and you could think, okay, I've got to make myself accountable. Well, I'll make myself accountable to people who I know are going to agree with me. Yeah. So I know who those people are who are just so sweet and and sugary. And if I go to them and I say, and I say, am I somebody who oozes self-pity? Am I somebody who is prickly with rejection? Am I somebody who's proud? Have I, am I oozing pride in, in this area? I've got this niggle going on. I can't tell if it's the enemy or if it's God trying to get my attention. Well, we know the people we could go to who would say, no, no, no. Um, but they're not the people we should go to. No, that's right. It take, I, I just keep thinking it just takes guts. It takes real guts. Like authentic relationship takes real guts. It takes guts to ask for that, but it takes guts to be honest. Back There's a, there's a verse in Proverbs 27, verse 6. It starts off by saying, faithful are the wounds of a friend. It's really interesting that. Like actually... It might be that they would, I mean, there's a way to say it. So if, if, if someone comes to you and says, oh, am I grumpy? And you know that actually they are quite grumpy. Then that's not the opportunity to say, yes, you're a terrible, awful, grumpy, horrible person. But, but to, to find a way, Lord, help me, help me, help me. But 
Well, there are times where actually you do, you are a bit Maybe, maybe there's something going on or, you know, I think maybe God is getting your attention on this. We haven't got to batter them over the head, but have that we? might offend that person. Might yeah, they yeah. might be deeply offended by that. And I think that's what this verse is talking about. But faithful are the wounds of a friend. Like, because the motive... I think the way the context of that must be that the motive of the person sharing it is I want the best for you and I'm trying to do this as lovingly as I can, but actually there is truth to this and I'm hoping you can receive it. That takes real guts to do it, doesn't it? It does. It takes huge guts. So we want to be finding, to answer our question number one. Right. <laughs> Which I can't we, even remember. We want to be finding people who are safe. Yes. People who are god Godly people, and they've got kindness, but they've got courage to speak truth. They're wise, yeah. and they're not going to be God, the oracle of God. We've yeah. still got to balance it up against yeah. with God. We've still got to take it to Him, but they're safe people, and and God has got safe people. Yeah. We, and maybe we struggle to see those who those people are, but we can ask Him to help us find those people. I think my next question, okay, will be. I'm ready. Do we have the right to just go around speaking truth willy-nilly? <laughs> Basically to anybody we meet. Well, I think sometimes people, we can think that we do. Do we have that right? Do we, you know, uh, well, I'm helping you. I'm helping you, Andy, if I just tell you all your <laughs> weaknesses. It doesn't feel like help. No, but I am. That's my goal and it'll help you and you'll be a better person. So I'll tell you and then I'll tell the next person and the next person and... You know what? what or, you know, as parents, we ha- we're given a lot of responsibility, aren't we, to to help our children, to help shape them, to mould them, to so we're speaking a lot of truth over them. You know, when trying to teach them and model them, and as good parents, we do that to a, with a with a good heart. We don't get it always right, but we have a good. But a lot of parents have crushed and. Haven't have been cruel, and they've spoken really horrible things over their kids. But the but the issue there is that the relationship allows that to happen, doesn't it? So the parent is in the relationship already. It's like a default thing that's allowed in that relationship that a parent is supposed to. So even guide if they're cruel, discipline, they've and, been given that responsibility. Yeah, I mean, if they're cruel, they're not they're not doing it right. But but they've been given. But it is, mm. you know, that that correction and discipline and. That's healthy, good yeah. parenting. Mm-hmm. The The challenge comes is when maybe, maybe actually, maybe my blind spot is that I think I'm a really discerning person about, and I can see everybody else's faults and that I think I'm entitled just to tell them. So yeah. when the pastor finishes speaking and, I, and he walks down and I, I greet him at the door, that somehow I feel entitled to tell him. That, that he should have been shorter. That he should have, he should have, yeah, my chicken's burnt in the oven or whatever. Or that he didn't say this right, or that he didn't do that right, and somehow we or that feel it's tight. if he wears that colour tie, it just really puts us off. Or... Yeah, and and, he, and you obviously think you're funny making these jokes, but you're really not that funny. And do you know what I mean? I think there's there's a cruelty that yeah. can come. Or we could go into shops, couldn't we? And we just tell somebody, oh, there's a you know that doesn't look right on you. Yeah, or this is a good spot cream that you might want to use. Right. <laughs> I don't know. We could we could literally go around life. Yeah. With a with unfiltered. A, yeah, with an intention of well, I'm helping people. Yeah, it's it's really it is a cha- it is a challenge, but I don't think that is what God is asking of us. You'd want to take a step back, wouldn't you, and think: Has there been any positive fruit from any of this? Well, and also, have I been? I think it comes down. You see, I think the bottom line is: is even if what you are speaking is truth, right? Even if it is what everybody thinks, 
maybe everybody thinks, why does that person wear such a really short skirt or, or whatever? Actually, have you been given the permission to speak? Because yeah. God is always, he is always a respecter of people. He's a respecter yeah. of our will. And so I'm not sure that we, even if we, even if we think we have good intentions, actually have the right to just go around speaking truth to people's lives. I, I think agree. we have to be given the permission. I agree. So let's flip that thing on its head for a minute then. So what if someone, what if we're on the receiving end of that? So what if someone comes to us and says something that maybe we don't feel like they really have the right to say that, or maybe the way they said it wasn't really very good. It was quite aggressive, accusatory. That's a challenge as well, isn't it? Because I think, you know, if I'm being really honest, my my carnal me would say, ah, well, because you're such a horrible person the way you said it, I'll just disregard what you've said. Mm-hmm. But there might be some truth in it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? That's the challenge, isn't it? So, so if we have been presented with something, yeah. we've got a challenge then to take it to God. And, and that's where then we need those people. The safer that, people. Yeah, that we can go to and say, look, I've been told this. Uh, is it true? This yeah. has been blasted out. The way they told me was wrong. The fact that they thought that they had the right to tell me was wrong. But is there any truth in it? It does take it does take humility, doesn't it? It's humility, yeah. I mean, I think I think probably most of us, most of the time, if someone was to point out a fault in us, most of us, if we were really honest, would have a reaction on the inside of, well, that's not very nice and who are you to say that? Well, you've got your own issues and do you know what I mean? And, and ultimately, if you, when you strip it all back, that is pride. And it, it could be supercharged by past experiences that were painful and all the rest, of course. But there is that pride place in us. And it does take humility to say, okay, Lord, if I'm really serious about growing with you, then I'm going to let people speak into my life, safer people. Mm. And I'm going to try my level best not to react when they do. Mm. You know what I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to hear what they're saying and not just defend and attack back. And that I'll, I'll just say, oh, okay. Do you think? It, do you think it's the self protection yeah. that it that it touches that we we by our by our nature because life hasn't all been perfect because we haven't been because it is hard to trust people because people aren't perfect. We slide back, slip back all the time into. Self comfort, self protection, yeah. self isolation, independence, even even rebellion, because there are people who are put into places of authority over us who are going to speak truth. You know, if I if I speed along the roads, which never happened, never. If I lie <laughs> on podcasts, <laughs> if I if I, but then there's an authority, isn't there, of the police that can say you were speeding and I can deny it and I can come up with all the excuses in the world, but there's an authority over me that I'm under that I can't rebel against, but we can rebel sometimes against people who have been given the authority to speak into our lives. I wonder as well how significant forgiveness is for those that have maybe spoken wrongly over us, but that has really wounded us somehow. Mm. So we become more defensive. We become more sensitive to any kind of criticism. And forgiveness is such a powerful tool, isn't it? Like it's such a challenge to do it, to really truly forgive from the heart and to release that judgment and to let that person off the hook. And then following that forgiveness to really ask, 
ask the Lord to heal that wound so that so that that isn't well otherwise it's a driving force isn't well, it, it is, because if yeah. we've because criticism crushes criticism yeah. judgment condemnation cruelty the power of people's words over us the power of just that lack of kindness even yeah people's yeah lack of kindness it's people's opinions being being just you know it's all everything that forces you into a box that is just restricting and that's that is hard and it's horrible and it's crushing in our lives but you're i mean it's it's, it's absolutely true it is the the forgiveness but it's also the healing and and are we being driven by that in our past that now we've built up these walls and this self-protection and we've built up this isolation and if, like I said earlier, if we're honest, we've maybe got a little bit of rebellion in there that we are afraid of anybody speaking truth to us, but then we're not growing. I think that's the the bottom line. We could live like that, but it's a limited, restricted life. Yeah. If we let other people speak into our lives and help us see blind spots, then we grow. We're like that tree. Where's that tree in Psalm 1? Mm. Tree that's got its roots deep yeah. into God. Bearing fruit, blooming in season. Well, the bottom line really is trust, isn't it? Can I, can I trust other people to speak, and hopefully, like in Ephesians four fifteen, to speak the truth in love? So that's their motivation. That's a challenge for us too, as we help other people. But trust is a big deal. But more than trusting the person, is trusting the Lord, isn't it? I think it's that thing that I always think. I always say this thing of we just hold his hand. The, the scripture where he talks about he holds our hand. I always think it's about us reaching out and holding his hand so that he's the one that we're trusting. Yeah. But we, as we hold his hand, we trust other people, but yeah. he's the rock that we run back to. Yeah. Scriptures, Isaiah 41, verse 13. Um, I think this is in the Amplified, and it says, Because I, your God, have a firm grip on you, and I'm, and I'm not letting you go. I'm telling you, don't panic. I'm here to help you. <laughs> Just, but it's that holding his hand. But I hold you by your right hand. I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you, my victorious right hand. Mm. So holding his hand, we hold his hand, and then we trust other people. And then there's, and then he's the rock that we go back to. Yeah, I love that picture of reaching out, taking God's hand. And him being at that rock, you know, and then asking the Lord, are there people that I could start to open up to and start to give permission to speak into my life that are safe and so that we can grow um, in that way? I think that'd be really, it's such a, but I love the picture because that, that's the thing that we hold on to more than anything else. Lord, I'm walking with you. I'm looking to you. And I know that you use the wider family of God to speak. So start to show me those safe people. Mm. Chapere. Yep. Lord, I want to thank you that we can grow. I want to thank you, Lord, that we aren't just stuck where we are today and who we are today isn't the full extent of who you're you're um growing us into and developing us into, Lord. And that that gives us hope. It gives excitement. And Lord, there in for all of us, there are weaknesses and insecurities and fears and blind spots of our behavior that we don't see, Lord. And we have to humble our heart before you and recognize, Lord, that that's truth, but not be afraid of that, not be ashamed of that, 
but just to bring that to you, Lord, and say, well, we want to grow. We want to move forward from where we are today. Where we are today is is great and we're accepted by you and we're loved by you right where we are today. But Lord, we want to grow. We want to walk into the plans that you have for us and the destiny that has you have for us. And Lord, if we are restricted in any way, Lord, would you show it to us? And would you show us who those people are in our lives? Or would you bring them into our lives as safe people? They're people who love you, who will be people of courage that would speak truth to us in a kind and honouring and respectful way. And Lord, we really pray that we would be people who would be safe for others. We would have that that courage ourselves to speak truth, but we would have the wisdom to know how to do it, always with dignity, always with respect, always in love, Lord. So will you help us? Help us from both aspects, Lord. And we just, we're just excited, Lord, that you are going to grow us in our lives. Our roots can go deeper in you and we can see more fruit. And Lord, that fruit would get, bring you glory, would, would just lift your name high. So Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast. We um, hope that you will join us again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.